Good morning, Garden State Church. It is great to be together. And uh, here we are in 2023. And uh, I'm going to share my screen here. And we're going to get real on. Uh, it, it, again, it is it's great to be together and um, to just be able to, uh, to, to get into God's word, to, to hear what he has to say. Um, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, heading into a new year, um, I think it's normal to have mixed feelings, you know, um, you know, some of us may have felt like, you know, we, we, we missed the mark. We, we failed. We, we had plans, we had goals and things didn't turn out the way that we wanted it to. And some of us are excited, you know, because we had goals and things happened that we didn't even believe was possible and uh and god just blew it out but however you're feeling today i hope that you can be reassured that this is a great opportunity and time to just you know get prepared no matter how things went and to to refocus on the possibilities of what god can do in our lives because those possibilities are endless, endless. And so this morning, we're going to have a, a brief lesson, and then we're going to end with communion. And um, again, I just want to thank you for, uh, for being who you are. You know, I love that song because, you know, there's no place I'd rather be than right here uh, to, to be, you know, married to Sari and dad of Ma Blair and Mason to, to, to have the incredible relationships and friends of so many uh, right here in New Jersey. Um, I, I just, I'm so grateful that, that we get to serve here and uh, the, the youth, the, the families, the, 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 the relationships, uh, unbelievable. And um, I, again, I just feel uh, not only blessed, but, but called to, to get and finish God's work uh, here, which is never finished. But anyway, uh, I want to ask you to turn your Bibles over to Luke 18. Okay, Luke 18. And um, as you're turning there, I want to, you know, remind us of something, you know, in Romans chapter six, verse four, the Bible says, we were therefore buried with him. Sorry. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. You know, Paul was reminding the church in Rome that Jesus came into this world to allow us a uh, to live a new life. This promise to a new life isn't just a one-time deal after baptism. It is for the rest of our existence. You know, one of the things I love about being a Christian is that I don't have to get stuck because of the past or because of my sin or because of uh, regret. I can repent and we get to start over again. We get to reset. 
every single day, every single week, we get to come together and we get to remember Jesus and we get to be revived by uh, his sacrifice. You know, in the words of Lauren Hill, every day's another chance to get it right this time. You know, God also gives us a lifelong opportunity. And again, that's to start over every single day. You know, however, after, you know, facing different challenges, uh, whether we've been disappointed, whether we've failed, I know for myself, when I look back at 2022 and, you know, certain goals that I had, I didn't accomplish it. And it, and it makes you just kind of dwindle and kind of settle for what you have rather than continuing to move forward. And sometimes settling for the ordinary life, i.e. mediocrity, is that, that that's... It's terrible as for, for disciples. Let's, we're, not, we're not mediocre people. And I pray this morning that you and I walk away from this lesson and that we reclaim God's vision for a new life. So whether you're a Christian, whether you're a part of the church here or not, or you're visiting, I pray that you walk away with God's vision for a new life. You know, from the time that Jesus began to preach and teach in Matthew 4, the Bible says, verse 17, repent. This is the, Amer uh, the uh, amplified version. Repent, change your inner self and your old way of thinking. Regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know, the word repentance sometimes can lose its power if we don't fight to understand its true biblical defini definition. You know, if you've been in Christ for any time, you remember what repentance looked like, where it was like, that is different. That's a different person. It was, I was this way and, and now it's this way. And sometimes we can get weary of continually changing, so to speak, and uh, and not be excited about repentance. You know, as this passage teaches us, repentance is about truly changing our our inner self. It's it's our our way of thinking. It's our desires. It's why we do what we do. It's turning to God to live our lives in a way that seeks God's purpose. And when Jesus first started on his mission to inspire people to change and find this new life, he showed them a pathway to do so, which was through repentance. And so I'm excited as we read here together in Luke 18, let's look at a man who reclaimed his vision through his relationship with Jesus. Luke 18, let's read together. And I'm going to be reading the um, the Passion Translation. Luke 18, verse 35, it says, as Jesus and his followers arrived at Jericho, a beggar, a blind beggar was sitting by the roadside. When he heard the crowd approaching, he asked, what's all this commotion about? It's Jesus, they said. 
Jesus the Nazarene is passing by. The blind beggar shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity and show me mercy. Those in the front of the crowd scolded him and warned him, be quiet. But the blind man screamed out even louder. This guy was desperate. Jesus, son of David, show me mercy. Suddenly, Jesus stopped and directed those nearby, bring the man to me. When they brought him before Jesus, he asked the man, what do you want me to do for you? Master, he said, please, I want to see. Jesus said, now you will see. Receive your sight this moment, for your faith in me has given you sight and new life. Instantly, he could see again. His eyes popped open, and he saw Jesus standing in front of him. He shouted loud, praising, uh, shouted, shouted loud praises to God, and he followed Jesus. And when the crowd saw what happened, they too erupted with shouts of praise to God. Amen? See, in this passage, we learn about a blind man who was sitting on the side of the road. He didn't have physical sight. He could not see. While we may be able to physically see, right? Sometimes things can make us lose our spiritual vision. You know, I, I got a list here of three things that I think can sometimes cause us to lose our spiritual vision. Number one is discouragement from undealt with pain. Discouragement from undealt with pain. You know, the Bible says hurt, hurt people hurt people. You know, you don't deal with those inner things. And sometimes the issue is not people around you. The real issue you have is with God himself. But sometimes you don't really go that far. You don't go back to him because he allowed this situation or that situation. But sometimes discouragement from undealt with pain. Secondly, a thing that can cause us to lose vision is defeat from unopenness about sin. You know, sin literally sucks the life out of us. And sometimes if we're not open, we can just be burdened and, and we can just, you know, we're, we're not alive because we feel defeated about whatever that sin is. And, you know, instead of getting open about it and confessing and leading, you know, bringing light onto that, we hide it and it just eats us up. The other thing that can cause us to lose vision is distraction from not being focused on God's purpose. See, whether you are in need of vision for the first time in your life, or you want to reclaim vision that you have lost, we can all learn something from this man's interaction with Jesus. Okay, let's uh, look here at verse 36. Verse 36, it says, when the people, uh, when he heard the crowd approaching, he asked, what's all this commotion about? It's Jesus, they said. 
Jesus the Nazarene is passing by. The beggar shouted, Jesus, son of David, have pity and show me mercy. See, because this man lacked the ability to see, the man asked those that were around him for help in knowing what, what's going on. Why are people yelling? Why are they screaming? And then they were able to tell him that Jesus was passing by. You know, I grew up in a church, uh, family church, believing in God and, you know, the Bible. But it wasn't until I was 20 years old, uh, a junior at NJIT, when I studied the Bible with some friends and read the scriptures to know God, not to know the stories. And let me tell you, I was shocked when I realized some of the things that the Bible had to say to me and to how I was living. I could not believe uh, that it was there all the time. I just didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't see the relevance to my life. And um, I didn't understand words like repentance you know, humility, confession, grace, and I definitely didn't understand forgiveness. I saw the Bible as a book about rules and punishment and unbelievable stories, uh, but in time came to realize that this was God's word. It taught me that he was pursuing me all along and wanted a relationship with me. And I remember as we were studying, being intrigued and wanting to go and look up these different words and define them. And I was curious, but most importantly, I was convicted because I couldn't believe what I was reading as if it was being read for the first time. And I thought, well, wait a minute, I've been reading on my own for years. But it was because God put people in my life to help me understand. See, sometimes we can read words. We don't understand the meaning of it. We can pronounce it, but we don't know what that actually means. <laughs> That's where I was at. And boy, when those scales begin to fall from my eyes, I would take the Bible studies serious. They'd give me something to read. I'd read it, come back. Hey, what does this mean? What does that mean? And what was beginning to happen was there's an intrinsic motivation that just pulled my heart. So I didn't have to be asked, did you read your Bible? Because I wanted to know more. No one was pushing me. I was now pursuing God through his word. And the thing I loved, especially with the guys that studied with me, every time I had a question, they took me back to the scriptures. Every time I had, well, what about the... Well, let's see what God has to say. Well, what about that? Well, let's see what God has to say. But you know, you have to have the humility to ask. Because that's what learners do. They ask. See, we will be limited in our ability to grow in our walk with God unless we choose to have the humility to build spiritual relationships that will guide us through the scriptures and understand God's expectation and visions for our lives. 
The blind man had the humility to ask. Secondly, he had the faith to persevere. Look at verse 39. It says, those who were in the front of the crowd scolded him and warned him to be quiet. But the blind man screamed out even less. See, I, you talk about thirsty. This brother was thirsty. <laughs> he wanted to get to Jesus. And he shouted louder, Jesus, son of David, show mercy on me. And look at what happens. Jesus stopped. See, I believe sometimes Jesus is waiting for us to be like that because we really want him, not thing or not a blessing, but we want him. And the Bible says he told those nearby, bring the man over to me. When they brought him before Jesus, he asked the man, what is it you want me to do for you, Lord? He said, please, I want to see again. Even when this man was faced with opposition, the man chose to persevere. You know, some of us, we may not be Christians and we're kind of studying the Bible and we're facing things that are causing us to be afraid or we're wondering what people are going to think about us. And we're trying to, you know, we're looking at things down the road. Man, this guy did not get distracted. He kept persevering. And I want to encourage you to persevere as well, because when you're going through something that's helping you get closer to God, I, I guarantee you, it, it, it's worth it. It's worth it. And see, what happened was that this man chose to persevere because he believed that Jesus had the power to give him back something that no other human being could. And that was his vision. The man said, please, I want to see again. See, this helps us understand that he used to have vision, but something made him lose it along the way. He was now seeing that the pathway to getting his vision back was Jesus. See, similarly, we too can find our vision again. I know COVID and all of this stuff has done a number on us. And if we've drifted, if we've gotten away from our Bible study and our time with God, Jesus is the way back. And if we fight to approach God with this type of humility and this type of faith, God's going to help us get where we want to be. Let me ask you a question. Are you fixated on Jesus? Or are you fixated on something else? You know, sometimes it could be past hurt, something that happened that we, we can't change, but we can learn from and grow from. Sometimes it's pleasures. You know, I want to be happy uh, or I'll be happy when I get this. When If I get this relationship or if I get this job, if I get this promotion or this, you know, uh, an event or this popularity or this notice on, you know, social media, then I'll be, uh, you know, fill in the blank. Jesus wants us to focus on him 
and he will help us through all of these things. And those things that I said, they're, they're not bad things, but sometimes we can be fixated on the wrong thing instead of fixated on the fact that Jesus is the only one that can do this. Jesus is the only one that can work in my uh, adult children's lives or in my teenagers' lives or in my marriage or in my, uh, you know, my, my personal character. Jesus can do that. This man believed that. And you and I have to believe the same thing, that Jesus can do it. Lastly, verse 42. Watch God move. Jesus said, now you will see. Receive your sight this moment. I love that. Not tomorrow, not next week, right now. For your faith in me has given you sight and new life. Instantly, he could see again. His eyes popped open and he saw Jesus. He shouted loud praises to God and he followed Jesus. And when the crowd saw what had happened, they too erupted with shouts of praise to God. Friends, family, this man's decision to have the humility to ask and the faith to persevere allowed God to move so that he could get his sight back. Along with his renewed vision, he also was given the gift of a new life, one with new opportunities, new possibilities. See, whether we choose to build a relationship with God for the first time, or as I said before, maybe we're turning back to him after having drifted away, repentance helps us grasp this lifelong opportunity to start over. And when others around Jesus saw what he did for the blind man, they too were able to see God working. See, when we live a life of change, i.e. we respond to what God says, we will see God move not only in our lives, we can inspire others around us to see him differently, to see him for who he really is, not some rule keeper, not some, you know, old man in the clouds or the police officer ready to strike you, all kinds of views that people have about God. We can help people see him for who he really is. And our transformation will give others hope that God can move in their lives just like he's moving in our lives. You know, I've got a few questions I want to ask, and then we're going to take communion together. But when you think about yourself, when you think about, okay, where are you at here in this story? You know, who can you ask to help you grow? in your walk with God, because we all need help. Secondly, what distractions will you have to ignore 
in your quest for a new life. And believe me, you want that new life, it's, it's going to come with some distractions, some things that you've got to, you know, pivot and turn and go in a different direction. Thirdly, how can you keep persevering when you are faced with obstacles? That's one of the other things I love about our fellowship and this body. There's great examples of just continual change after decades and years, or, or maybe people have just gotten baptized recently and, and there's great change. And it's like, well, what was it? How, how, how did that happen? How, how did you keep persevering? Why haven't you given up? Well, let me tell you why. And it's great to hear that from each other. The other question is, how will you, how will regaining your vision allow you to inspire others to regain theirs? You know, I think this is one of the biggest things right now facing us. We need to inspire each other. We're not in competition. We're, we're not mavericks in this by ourselves. No, we need to inspire each other to see what's, what is possible. You know, as we take communion together, let's remember what we learned from this man this afternoon. He had the humility to ask for help. He had the faith to persevere. And he was a recipient of new vision for his life. As we take the bread and the juice this afternoon, we get to start over on our walk with God in 2023. We get to live this new life and inspire others to see Jesus differently so that they too can see and walk with him. Let's uh, bow our heads and pray together as we take communion. Let's pray. Father, thank you again for being who you are. Thank you for your incredible love. Thank you for your word. Thank you so much that we can, can come and hear your word day in and day out, that every day we have an opportunity to walk with you, and to talk with you, and to know you intimately. God, I pray that we will have new visions, that you'll help us to, to not be plagued by the past, that we won't get uh, deceived uh, by Satan, where we're looking backwards, and, and, and Jesus is saying, come this way, come this way. God, help us know where we are. Help us be self-aware of dealing with whatever there, there is, because the reality is you're the only one who can change whatever it is that we need to be changed. Whatever it is, God, you're the only one. You can give us back that vision, and you can give us greater vision. Maybe we've not believed that we can help other people. Well, help give us that vision back, Lord. And Father, like Jesus, help us not be here for our own good. But like he said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Help us have that attitude. The will of God is top priority in my life, just like Jesus. And I'm hungry to do what my father has sent me here to do. God, we love you and thank you. And we pray again, uh, thank you that Jesus had that attitude and was willing to go to the cross and give up his life so that we 
could participate in this relationship with you. We love you and pray all this in your son Jesus' name. Amen.